morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Good morning, Kelsey. How are you doing today? It's Jacqueline. Hi, Jacqueline. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to you, too. All right. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Leonia. Good morning, Leonia. How are you? How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Well blessed. And you, ma'am? I'm good, thank you. Good. God bless. Bless you. What is it? Oh. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Elsie. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Saturday. Good morning. Happy Saturday to you as well. Good morning. It's Michael. Happy Saturday. Hey, Michael. Welcome to the call. Happy Saturday. Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? I am blessed. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that joined the call would like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Brother Dwayne. Hi, everybody. Hi, Elsie. Hi, Brother Dwayne. And Sister Shara. Hi, Sister Shara. How are you? (laughs) Good morning. I'll be better after my second cup of coffee. That would be great. (laughs) (laughs) good morning good morning welcome to declare victory this is elsie has anyone just joined the call and like to say good morning good morning this is noella good morning noella welcome to the call this morning thank you 
Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Has anyone just joined the call and like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Has anyone just... Good morning. Good morning, Elsie. It's Diane. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Diane. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the call this morning. Thank you. Good morning, God morning. This is Jeff G. Happy Saturday, happy first day of summer, and happy Father's Day to all the fathers on the line for tomorrow. Good morning, Jesse. Welcome to the call. Happy Father's Day to you as well. Thank you. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that would like to say thank you? Good morning. My name is Danielle. Good morning, Danielle. Is this your first time calling in? No. Welcome back to the call. You have a blessed morning. You too. Good morning to everyone. Good morning, it's Pretty Patrice. Good morning, family. Good morning, Pretty Patrice. Welcome to the call. Thank you. Good morning, it's Barbara and Elsa Brenny. Hi, Barbara. How are you? Good. How are you? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. I'm doing really well. Okay, it's time to get started. Before we move forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Elsie and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in June for our monthly theme entitled Journey to the Secret Place, Week 3 Declaration Message. Teaching and lessons will based on the worship on the journey to the secret place. Our wonderful and gifted declarer will definitely bless you. There is one announcement today. We encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org, paypal.me slash declarevictory, or cash app, dollar sign, I Declare Victory. Again, the website is declarevictory.org. PayPal.me slash Declare Victory or Cash App 
dollar sign, I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father, by return to you for your giving and trusting in him. There are no prayer requests on the app. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Duane. The declaration will be brought to you by Sarah and Duane. Again, prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Duane. The declaration will be brought to you by Sarah and Duane. Then we will go right into closing comments by Sarah and Duane. The scripture for today is John 4, 24. God is a spirit, and they that worship him most worship him in spirit and in truth. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Brother Duane. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you, Elsie. Good morning, Father God, Lord Jesus, and Holy Spirit. Good morning, our King, our Master, and our Savior. Good morning, Daddy. I thank you that we have this time to welcome in your spirit. I thank you that you are right here right now. I pray for your utterances when we don't know what to pray for, Lord God, or when we need to be led by you in times that we truly need you. Such as now I ask, Father God, for your words, for your heart, for what your children need to hear, for what people need in you as a refuge, for the ways in which our eyes and our hearts need to be open. I ask right now that everyone that's in the sound of my voice has entered in you, has entered a place in you. It may not specifically be the secret place, but we are dwelling within the most high right now. Father God, we need you. And that is an understatement. This planet needs you. This species called mankind needs you. In a lot of aspects, we need our heads checked. We need realigned. We need to come to some reality. And we need a lot of healing. Right now on a ridiculous level. Bottom line, we just need you. The church, Father God, needs to be down on our face, down before you, pleading for those that just don't know and those that are just too hurt to realize, remember, or know. And some of them is us. We're hurting. We're angry. We're confused. We're trying to go through life. We're dealing. Sometimes we deal well and sometimes we just don't. Abba, we need your presence. We lift you up. We thank you for the opportunity to come before you. 
and we plead to change us. When we come to you, this prayer is to change us and find out what it is from you that we're supposed to be, where we're supposed to be at, how we're supposed to be in the first place. I ask for that sweet spirit right now just to be literally present in every home or vehicle or wherever people are at listening right now. That peace that surpasses all understanding, that peace that just takes control even when we don't want it to, that peace that is overflowing and does more good than we can imagine. Align our hearts with you. Empower us, Father God, for your good work to heal this land. To know our direction. To be aligned with you and transform us from glory to glory. To heal our pains and our hurts and our wounds so we can help our our brother and our sister for the same If we're too jacked up and caught in our own pain, what good are we going to be? Start with the land of our heart, Father God. We call out not just for ourselves, Lord God, but for, for our brothers and sisters, for the kingdom of God, and for this planet that desperately needs him. As for my brothers and sisters on the line, to just raise your voice, unmute your phones, and dwell with your Father right now. Father God, we come to you. We thank you for your grace and your mercy on this Saturday morning, oh God. Giving you all the honor. Oh, we just thank you for your peace, Father God. We just thank you, Lord, that you are Come, Holy Spirit, reside in this mind, in this spirit, in our hearts, in our minds, in our God. I pray, Lord, you would overwhelm us with your glory, Father God. I pray, Lord, you would overshadow us, Father God. I ask that you would come to us in this day, right now, in the name of Jesus. I ask that you would come to us in our lives, in the name of Father God. You are the great one that you want out any noise, any distract us right now. I love you. Father God, that you would just do all things in under the order of heaven, Father God. And that with every person that you would just talk to, praise you and hear from you, and they speak to you, Father God. And that every Father God, that you would not bear in fruit with you cut off right now. And that every person that you would just be able to see that all those things are related to God. I thank you, Father God. Thank you. 
the name of
and wounded, um, when we're anxious, when we're weary, when life has just beaten us to one side <laughs> down the other, when life has just been life and it's been overwhelming. Um, the secret place is where we go for our protection and our covering, our safety. Uh, it's where uh, the Lord can actually um, give revelation. And, and, and first and foremost, it's, it's where we deal with us, um, where the Lord has to deal with us in our heart, where there is, you know, because we can be wounded saints, we can be wounded prophets, we can be, you know, gifted in so many things, but walk in it wounded and use it for the wrong purposes or mess things up. Because I think first and foremost, the, the secret place is where we get checked, our hearts checked and our hearts mended and healed so we can actually be with some good for the kingdom and some good in this world. Um, and it's that refuge and shield away from everything else. And it, it starts in just that place, but then it's got to be actually our heart and our way of life and the way we walk and breathe and talk with our Father wherever we are. Like, we need to be able to have that secret place in any situation. Like, Jesus, you know, when he, he would do huge miracles and have the crowd and then go to a mountaintop, like, just go away and bring the secret place. Why? Because he wasn't aligned with his Father. He was always there with him. And so we have to come to that point where we are literally bringing the kingdom of God and his presence everywhere we go so we can tap in anywhere it's needed and do as my father. I, I do my father's business and I do as my father does and you do as me. Why? Because always connected. Um, with that in mind, I want to speak on John. Uh, so the, the uh, true vine passage of uh, John 15, and I'm going to be reading from 1 to 17, real quick. Uh, I am the true vine. So, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. So, he's working on you. He's working with you. He's working on you. If you're not his, then I'll push you aside. If you are his, He's going to be fixing you up. He's going to be working on you. He's going to be pruning off some of that extra stuff that came or grew on you or attached to you that has no business being there. Because he can do that. He knows the finished work that needs to be done. He knows the perfect work that needs to be done. Uh, verse 3. Already you are clean because the word that I have spoken to you. I cleaned you up initially. Just like you know, when he was washing the feet, Peter's like, well, wash all of my body. Like, no, my blood's already taken care of that. But there's, you know, pruning to be done. Verse 4, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I'm going to say that again. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my word abides in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. 
As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that you may, uh, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Now, here's sometimes when we can get things a little twisted. Verse 12, and I'll explain why. Uh, verse 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no other than this, that someone um, lay down his life for his friends. Um, and here's what I'm talking about. You are my friends if you, well, hold on. if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should, uh, should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. So there's a lot in that. So, and of course, the, the, the cusp of that is abide, stay in me, stay connected with me, know me, have the word actually flowing in you and so we are connected so that because you would be of like heart, like-minded, like same heart, same spirit as the as as Jesus and the Father. Of course, whatever you would ask would come to pass because it's already what they want. It's already what He wants. If you are truly aligned, open your mouth, ask what you want. Of course, I'm going to give it to you because we're on the same, you know, we're on on the same page. Oh, go ahead, honey. Yes, something. Yeah, I was um, just re reviewing that verse um, before you this morning when I was praying, I just saw this image of sitting underneath a tree with Jesus and, and, uh, and he like reached his hand up and pulled down a branch to show me the fruit. Mm. And I feel like, um, just that image alone is, is a beautiful vision of what he wants us to do. I, and I just kind of heard that, that phrase, check your fruit. And um, I think it's really good, like even just now, for each person on the call this morning, to just take a moment and look at your tree. Look at the tree of your heart and ask the Lord, um, what's my fruit look like? What have I received or allowed to remain in me that is not of him? What words have I come into agreement with over my life that are not lining up with the word of God? This is that place that see in the secret place. This is that part where the Lord begins to teach you um, the things that have woven them uh, things from our environment or how we were raised or what we've spoken over ourselves that are not from him. And that's the part that he's trimming off of our hearts and burning in the fire. That used to be, when I used to read that, I used to, it used to kind of make, make me a little bit apprehensive, like, you know, but actually it's a loving act for him to show us what things in our life are not life producing. 
what things have influenced us that we've allowed into the tree of our heart that are that is dead fruit that's mm-hmm. dead fruit it's not going anywhere and what is producing fruit so it's a loving act for the father to to cut those branches off of us and when i hear fire i hear sanctification mm-hmm. i hear this this burning up of all things that are not going to move us forward and not going to allow us to live that that uh zoe life that that our pastor speaks of the zoe life that life that's abundant and um for our trees of our heart to continue to produce life i think we need to allow the father to give us a vision of what our tree our of our heart looks like Amen and amen. Um, now the now the beautiful illustration and, and exactly the work that needs to be done. And then um, when he commands us to love one another, it's all good. And then he speaks on, you know, you are no longer my servants. Um, you know, because the master, is, you know, a servant doesn't know what his master is doing, but I've called you friend. And I don't want us to take so much leniency in what is said there and see what see what it doesn't say. So, um, because at the end of that, you know, it's all like, no, we're all good. It's a different level where, you know, you're my friend and we, and we can take that as we're on the same level, like we're friends now, what have you. But notice at the end, verse 17, these things I command you so that you will love one another. This is still a father speaking. This is still a, this is still king speaking. Like we're we're cool like that. Like I love you. I'm intimate. Like the whole, coming into the secret place. If we're one, if we're working together, there's an intimacy there. There's an uh, uh, a comfort there. There is a a comfortability of a sort. But let us not take that to the extreme where we forget we're still commanded by this king. We still are with this king. Now um, I want to read Isaiah 55, eight through nine, real quick. Um, just a moment. And pull that up here. So Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. And, and this is the Almighty speaking here. Um, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Um, you know, cause, and then uh, I want to couple that with 1 Corinthians. Three, seven through nine. So um, the Lord is saying there, like I just read, you know, his ways, his thoughts, the way he views things, the way he knows the in-depth because he knows the end of the story and, the, and everything are deeper than our understanding of things. Um, and then I want to put in or, or speak up 1 Corinthians 3, 7 through 9. Pull that up. First Corinthians three seven through nine. Uh, now, so then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. 
or co-laborers. You are God's field. You are God's building. Um, so, yes, you know, as as the writer saying that we they he and another have co-labored with God, and we can take that the co-laboring and being a friend of God and all of that to being we are we are we are doing the labor we are doing the work with we have come in a line with God but He is still God and it's He who just like it said like He who waters He who plants are nothing it's God that gives the increase we're doing this work with Him but it's all for His glory anyway and. I'm saying all this to go to the point of like, let's not, as, uh, you know, the, the 15, John 15 is saying, you know, we, he is the vine, we are the branches and we're bearing fruit. Let's not just get drunk off our own fruit like Noah did <laughs> to the point where we get it twisted and confused that at any point in time, he can change how things happen. At any point in time, he can throw in a, a little wrench in our plans because it's his perfected plan that needs to come out in the end. He knows the pathway that we need. We're going into the secret place and we're coming in alignment with him so we can align with his ways, not the other way around. Not so we can manipulate or work out or, you know what, God, you know, you're know, you working on my heart and we're co-laboring together. I'm giving my heart to you so you can do what you need to do in it. Let me put in my two cents so we can, you know, because we have equal say in this, right? It's my heart and your heart, right? I have just as much say and clout in this as you do. I have some 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 things I'm anticipating and want, and I have some rights, and I have some things that have relevance, and I should be able to put my stuff out on the table, and we're going to you know have a conversation about that, right? No, wrong. He's God. Now, again, don't hear don't hear what I'm not saying. So, on one point, you know, when it comes to our rights and how we feel and the way we should be on a human level. Like nobody's supposed to be like so overpowering on another that you're underfoot. And so we bring our rights and, our, and the issues of that and things of that nature to the front when there is injustice and there's things coming on. But we don't come to God as we come to men. We don't treat God the way or, or, or work on the level with, with God as we do with man. When it comes to He's working on the on the heart. He's working on our our building and 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 ourselves and our life. He's got the final say. Period. He's got the say. Period. We are aligning with him to be more as Christ and less of us. So the stuff that we have to deal with on a human level and in this world, leave it there. We don't bring it to God because he's just higher. Period. You know, you a creation doesn't come to its creator. And say, hey, by the way, you need to work on this, or like this is the way you need to take care of it. Like, no, I've got the manual. I'm going to take care of it the way it needs to be because I'm the one that designed it in the first place. So it's interesting, you know, what Dwayne is is speaking about because I recently, uh, was it last night, had a dream. Not last night, the night the night before, had a dream. Um, and <laughs> mold over this dream all through my work day. Um, and, and what's interesting is one of the things that we've been talking about, um, I think just in general, in the past few times that Dwayne and I have spoken, have been talking about a lot of heart work and expansion and um, construction of the heart that God is doing. And 
I would I gave this illustration of I work at a senior facility, and one of my uh, team coworkers is the the maintenance director. Now, what's interesting is that the maintenance director knows everything about the building, and we know nothing. <laughs> There's no way that if he were sick for a week that we would know what to do, what vendors to hire, how to fix anything. But um, each morning, he will give a report to us about the things that he has done. Um, and it's so relieving to know when you hear what he has worked on. And I compare that to how Jesus works on our heart. Um, a few a few uh, uh, podcasts ago, and how he he basically like is working in the background of our hearts, and we don't even understand or know fully what he's done. And the secret place is where we come in and we say, "Okay, I need that stand-up meeting where you tell us, tell me what it is that you've done." Um, and the co-labor part is literally just us giving him the access to do whatever he wants to do in our hearts. That's all our, that's all we're really responsible for. So uh, the night before last, and I felt this was really important for this call because I, it's not, because I dreams and I, and I'm going to just do a little, little thing here on dreams because Anybody who's listened to Dwayne and I know that we've done a five-part series on dreams. So if you are ever interested in knowing more about dream and dream interpretation, you're welcome to dig those up in the files. But um, I just just to just give you a verse, it's out of Job uh, 33. Job 33.15 is where it kind of starts. I might even go back um, a few verses because it's important. It says, yeah, let's go back to 13. So Job 33.13, it says, Why do you complain against him that he does not answer you with all his doings? Hmm. <laughs> right there it tells you that he's working on things. We don't need to know everything, right? <laughs> but it says that he's he's for God speaks once, okay, he's in our stand-up meeting, he speaks once, and even twice, yet no one notices it. That's because we're not getting in that secret place, right? Including you, Job. But in a dream, a vision of the night, one may hear God's voice. When deep sleep falls on men while slumbering upon the bed, he then opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. So, Two nights ago, I had this dream, or the night before last, I had this dream, and the maintenance director at where I work is trying to fire me. Now, understand, when we have dreams, it's like a movie is being played, and we are just responding to the movie. I mean, we watch movies, and um, we're responding to it. Now, we're responding to the movie, but we can't affect the movie. It's still playing, right? It's going to, whatever outcome is going to happen in the movie, we can't, as many times as we try to yell at the TV screen or if you're watching sports, <laughs> you can't make that, that play go any different, right? 
So that's kind of how dreams are when the Lord is speaking to us about dreams. It's like a movie reel. And sometimes we can have like an interaction in that, mo in that movie or a human interaction, but it's still playing out. So in my interaction in the movie, I'm telling the maintenance director, um, how dare you? We are both directors and you are not like my boss, Leslie, as I have a, my boss name is Leslie. Only she can fire me. Right. And he's like wanting me to sign the form to seal my fate to be fired. And in the whole dream, I'm now following my boss around waiting for her to fire me. And she's just smiling at me like almost as like, you'll get it, honey. You'll understand, you know, like she's not firing me. So I mold over this and I'm like, what in the world is the Lord saying? Am I going to get fired? No, it has nothing to do with what's happening in the natural. Um, I'm loved in my job. And DJ, who's my maintenance director, is totally chill, you know, and he likes me. We're good. We're good coworkers. What the Lord was saying to me, and I realized it like halfway through the day yesterday, he was saying, no, Sarah, I'm firing you from taking over and not allowing me to have, you're not allowing me to have access to all the parts of, of, of the things that I want to work on. And yes, there's a co-laboring that happens, but the co-laboring is literally me just giving him access to the, the parts of my heart, my life that he wants to work on. It's actually a good thing. Now I was having a human reaction to like, how dare you can't fire me. Have, you don't have authority to do that. I want to talk to my, like, oh, it's almost like I want to talk to my heavenly father. Only he can fire me. But Jesus is God. And you were yelling at Jesus. And I was oh, in my dreams yelling at Jesus. Because I'm saying, no, like you, you, I basically, I'm not giving you authority to, to do that because we're on even playing field, right? We're in my mind or subconscious. Now, I don't know that I'm like that in real life. I believe God was giving me an illustration for people to get an idea of what it is, what we're saying to the father for Jesus when we don't allow him to have access. And because he's a good and loving father, He's going to fire us <laughs> from our own control, right? He's going to say, I love you enough that I'm going to, I want you to sign this form because it's got everything that happens in heaven is legal, right? So it's legal and binding. So he wants us to come into a, a covenant with him to sign away our lives, <laughs> to sign away our hearts, to say, um, I trust you to do the work. And I will just allow you to have access. Yeah, when we were talking on that, yeah, that we just knew that needed to be the heart of, of this teaching in this moment. Um, because it, it does come down to recognizing, like, like Sarah was saying, so in her dream, because she'd been doing work Okay, so the maintenance, the, the illustration of the maintenance director that she's used in different at, you know, venues that we've been talking, that's Jesus working, being the carpenter and working on our heart and all the chambers. And eventually that you can feel so commonplace with him or so comfortable. Even our subconscious sometimes is thinking, well, we're doing this work together, like what I was speaking on before. We're both putting 
you know, our effort into this, right? We're both working on, on my heart. We're both working on my life. So we have equal say. So you can't take that right away from me or that that's my job. Right? You know, Jesus, you can't take that from me. You don't have the authority to do that. But let's not forget who he is. That's king of glory. You know, Jesus is God. And so, you know, it's her dream. She's like, I'm, I'm going to run to dad. I'm running to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell on you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm running to daddy because only daddy can take my job away from me. And, and we, we sometimes, because it, it can be, I mean, in all honesty, it can be confusing. We are co-heirs with Christ. So he's like brother figure, right? He's, he's, we are supposed to be lifted up to be like him. And so we work and we thrive to that. I think in the pet when when in, in John 15 when um, Jesus is saying, you know, you're no longer my servants. I call you friend because he doesn't want us to feel that we're net like he's not. I'm not. I don't want to crush you that much to where you're not effective. Uh, you know, I want to be able to remind you, but it's not that we're going to be like equals now. Right. Also that friendship and you know if you're a servant like let's just put it in the perspective of a job right you're an employee you do the frontline stuff we don't always get to have a conversation like over coffee or whatever with the boss unless you've been given that extra access right to to your boss um or you've and then and then usually bosses, or the, the higher up they are, don't form too many close relationships with the employees. Mm-hmm. So that's literally what he's saying. He's like, I'm not treating you like an employee. You're a friend. And when you have that friendship, that means you get to have the ear of the boss. And you get to have those conversations back and forth. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a friendship is like, a two-way relationship. It's not just you're getting commands and then you have to follow them out. But if you develop a relationship with someone and you have a friendship, then you actually want to do the work because you've built a trust and respect for the boss to where when he does say, I want you to do something, you willingly do it. Huge point. Um, no, huge, huge point. We, we've been blessed enough in many avenues. We were discussing this too recently, uh, that we tend to have the, in many aspects of where we work, where we work therapeutically in group homes or what have you, um, even when we work for dysfunctional companies, <laughs> um, we tended to have the ear or build relationships with, with directors. Um, Again, even when they were dysfunctional and, and we would just go home shaking our heads and scratching our heads on, man, some of the decisions being made here, just mm But we still would be ones that we were blessed enough they would come to when there's issues in their family or things going on. And so this is still a director or a boss. They still have final word. They're still going to do what they're doing. Uh, and But we were able to share a friendship with, you know, and have that with and have um, – maybe some influence or at least you know have a heart to heart what have you um and so we've been blessed in that but also you always have to know that friendship doesn't come in the way of 
where you're positioned in life and your responsibilities, right? So in the same token with with Jesus and, and, and with the Father, we've come to a point, like Sarah said, he brings us into a friendship, but that does not deter or detract from the point like he's still the craftsman and he's still king and he's still the one that knows better. So if I need to fire you from your job and you, and what you feel is your responsibilities and your rights in this situation, um, I'm going to do that for the betterment because I love my children. And, you know, same difference with like your child. When your child gets old enough, you are building a friendship with them, but you're still mom and dad. And a lot of times that's hard, you know, with uh, Michaela, which just want to shout out today is Michaela's 18th birthday. Happy birthday, baby. Um, and so 18 years, you know, our, our firstborn has been, has been in this world. And there was a lot of times, especially in our mid teens, early teens, when she was like, well, mom's my best friend. We're friends. <laughs> and that made it hard then when mama has to make decisions and come and bring, and bring it real sometimes. And then there's a fight or there's an issue because our child is thinking, well, you're my best friend. I can't think of you as mom's best friend. So there was that, that mucky period and that had to be developed um, or worked on. Now, and, and, and I'm going to be real, my, my, our firstborn and my wife share a brain flat out. They are like, the, they're the same person and they're very much um, best friends, but there also had to be the understanding. There's a place we've been put in life and she's still your mom. And there's times when the law has to be brought on or decisions have to be made. And we're not going to ask you on certain things, your, you know, your two cents in it necessarily. Um, but there is still a balance in all those things. And there's still a balance that the father wants on our heart. So he still very much wants us apart, but like Sarah said, you're co-laboring, giving access so I can trim and I can prune and I can transform and I can make you better than you've ever imagined, better than you are and better than you could ever imagine and be because there's a good work that needs to be done in you first in order to bring a good work into this land, into this, your circle of influence, into your environment, into the country that you're in or what have you. Um, it's a beautiful thing. And it's a beautiful work. And if we can be able to balance out, we're going into the secret place and we're looking to get pruned and trimmed and we're looking to be transformed, he's going to do a wonderful thing. Just don't forget, he's still king at the end of the day. He's sovereign. And he's sovereign over everything, y'all. Everything. No matter how ugly, no matter how jacked up, no matter how much man puts their hands in the in the cookie jar of puts it you know as much as we put our hands in the jar when he's trying to make something and we think we've just completely torn it to shreds or we've just completely um uh contaminated it and he's still there he's still on the throne he will still if we let him clean us up and be able to take care of it when it's all said and done you have anything else No, I just, um, I just, you know, I just really had felt like um, when I saw that vision of sitting underneath the tree with Jesus, that some of you, when you start to look at that tree in your life, are going to be really surprised at how beautiful that fruit is, that he, that he's been working in you and out of you. And, 
and it, it may have felt like um, there's times, especially in the past few months, we've all kind of experienced, but even personally, you just felt like someone's been poking you and like it's relentless. Um, and it's just because he's, he's allowing those things to happen so that we can um, be pruned. And that only the good stuff is what's, you know, when you cut a plant, you're cut, when you cut the dead stuff off, it's so that new growth can happen. And um, something my, my pat, the pastor's wife said last night at our women's meeting was, you know, it feels like we're all stuck, right? But actually, there's a lot of growing that's mm-hmm. been happening. And, um, you know, what does what do people do when they feel uncomfortable, right? And they go back to the comfort, which is kind of what we're seeing with this whole pandemic is there's people who are feeling uncomfortable. So what do they, they go back to the public and they don't want to wear masks and these different things. And, it, and um, when we, when God puts us in situations <laughs> like where we have to stay at home, we're, we're feeling uncomfortability. And what are we doing during that time? And we, he's basically plucking out the comfort right of our life he's plucking them out those old comfort habits so that we can draw closer and grow in this season and um i think that what that vision really says is is when we as we're growing in a season there's going to be a time when the lord's going to show us our fruit and we're and what he's been doing in us and through us and it's and i and we get to taste it. It's this taste and see that the Lord is good. So we, we're we going to be able to look at that fruit and say, the Lord produced that because he is, remains in me. And the more access we give and allow him to fire us from taking control of the things that we feel that need to be worked on. And I'm pausing there because we, women especially, we can, I, I could ask you and you can give me five things that you know that you want worked on. You could, or more. You could say, oh, this is going on and then this is going on. And the Lord is just firing us from that because only he, like Dwayne said, from the word, his ways are, are better than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Um, the Lord is not sitting around picking and prodding and being critical in ways that we think he is. We're doing that, right? Because the Lord knows deeper. He understands where our roots come from and what's influenced the thoughts and the ideas that have been coming out of us. We are our own worst critic, and he's firing us from doing being our own worst, worst critic because but when the Lord speaks to us, he speaks life. He's not saying, oh, well, you're not, you didn't spend enough time with your kid today. You're, you know, he's not going, all the things that we say to ourselves all day long, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not living up to par. I'm not, all that stuff is negative stuff that does not come from the Father. And he's firing us. He's saying enough. I'm firing you because now it's time for you to hear my words of life, which will bring abundance. So um, I just, that's the only thing I really wanted to share um, 
because I really feel like the Lord wants us to um, receive what He wants to do, and 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 that's what that's what happens in the secret place. He does heart surgery. He cut he cuts things off of us, and he just fills us up with life. And then we get to take that with us and then reproduce it and plant more trees of life. So that's that I hope you guys were um you were able to receive from from that today and um Dwayne's gonna go ahead and and um wrap it up. Well I think that's about it. We we thank you for listening to us and, and allowing uh to receive uh from what the father had to, to say to us today. Um Daddy, I thank you. Uh, for this time, I thank you uh, for your goodness and the way in which you are transforming us and that the more we allow you to, Father God, we will uh, look more like you and bear the fruit that comes from the source, from you. And uh, we will we will be part of that beautiful tapestry that you're creating. We will be part of a glorious finished work and and we will do just our part, no more, no less. We will do as we were created and destined to do. And we'll hopefully stay out of the way, or get ourselves out of the way and allow you to shine through. Uh, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, and at this time, if uh, anybody wants to say hi that didn't get a chance to say hi before, um, We'd love to to hear from you and also uh, be able to say anything that, you know, if you have something to say about the the share or something to share with yourself. Um, So say hi and say if you got anything on your heart. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Good morning, Krishanda. Good morning. Um, First of all, I always love your shares. I always say that when you guys come on, but you guys don't have any idea how back in the day when you guys were doing the dreamers and even before when I heard your voices um, in your declaration, how you really helped me press in into the Father's love like never before. I always knew God loved me, but just that relationship just shifted. So I want to share with you briefly some lyrics that came to me when you guys uh, were talking, when Sarah was talking about the dream. And it's from Earth, Wind, and Fire. And Sarah, you know, before I was getting songs after you did the dream series, so I, I, I just got the song while you guys were speaking. Um, it's I'll Write a Song for You. Um, and I'll briefly say it. It says, love is a symphony, heart uh, in one melody, because I write a song for you. Songs never dissipate. They only recreate in another place. Here we go. There in your silent night, Joy of a song's delight. I write a song for you. You write a song for me. We write. God bless you guys. Love you. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love how he speaks to us in songs, um, how he sings over us, and how he he speaks so creatively to us. I love that. Earth, Wind, and Fire. What's the title of the song, Krishanda? I write a song for you. 
I write a song I'll, for you. I'll, I'll, yes, I'll write a song for you. I'll. Oh, I love it. I'm, I literally, when I, whenever I get even just a portion of a song that the Lord's singing into my spirit, I, I immediately go to Google and, and download all the lyrics because it's so personal. It's so personal when he speaks to us like that. I love it. Yeah. Good morning, Victor family. God bless you all this morning. Good morning, bro. Yo, yo, yo. Good morning. On my favorite couples. What's up, Dave? Love you, brother. Hey, Dwayne. Morning. Hey, mommy. Morning, Sarah. Morning. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Great reflection this morning. I just want to, listening to you, um, when you give the illustration of Michaela and Sarah mm. being great friends, and um, but then she thinks her mom, they're friends, so right. they should just operate. <laughs> in a way that friends operate. Um, in my culture, there is this tradition that I was raised with, that God is the holy God. You are to reverence him, right? Respect him, right? You are to be silent. <laughs> and you just pray, right? And that is how, that is how it mm. is with you and God friendship. Well, I didn't learn about friendship the way I know it now with God. Mm -hmm. But later in life, come to find out that, of course, you can both have that friendship. Because um, I think there was this song um, about friendship. Um, I'm alone with God. I'm alone with God, something something to do with friendship. I don't remember the words, but it came back to mind. And I'm thinking, okay, that's why growing up I used to hear that song. But I didn't understand the meaning of it. I'm alone with God, I'm in friendship with God, something like that, right? So now I get older and I break away from the traditional, you know, old school ways of thinking, the way we were taught. And I realized that, of course, I can have a friendship with him. Who's going to be, um, who's going to be a closer friend, right? I have friends for like 40-something years, great friends, right? But there's a lot of things I can share with Papa that I can share with my friends. 
Amen. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just um, trying to say that he can be our friend. We walk with him. He's have close walks with him, talk with him. We are in a friendship because he's our best friend anyways, right? But there's an authority. Just like Sarah was explaining that um, at work, right, her um, co-worker, they're co-workers together, and he doesn't have the faith so to fire her, right? And, of course, her boss doesn't have the faith so either. Only God can fire her, right? So we know that he is the authority. Even though we are friends, we are close, we share, we, he knows my life, but he is the authority. He has the last faith, though, right? He's the only one who can put in place what needs to be in place, no matter how I try, right? So I'm just saying that to say that, yes, of course we can be great friends, but he is the authority in our friendship. And he is the only authority. Okay, that's all I have to say. Have a good day. Love you, Mama. Truth from the Mama. Love you, Mama. Good morning. You know, you guys had a great decoration this morning. And we've all heard that, you know, there's times when our partnership with God, we have a part to play, which is be obedient. To his word, and you know, so the, the scripture calls us friends. You fading in and out, Jeff. We can barely hear you.
and uh, how how deep and intimate that can be as well. You know, as opposed to my my earthly father, when uh, sometimes uh, the relationship between my earthly father and myself wasn't as pleasant. You know, like like Sarah says, her, her and her daughter relationship. You know, being close friends. You know, and we know we 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 want to have a, a certain level of reverence and honor for for our heavenly father you know as well you know with our earthly father and 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 for some reason uh it, i struggle with getting past the the pain and the hurt and the disappointment with my earthly father, you know, and uh, so sometimes I, I find it difficult to just call on God and a and, and, uh, heavenly father um, way. You know, I, I like like the other uh, sister that's just shared, you know, I have to, I just have to look at him as God with a humble heart. You know, in, 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 in a, a deep level of reverence, and and um, you also said something about the, the the shelter in place. You know that during this time, when 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 we're sheltered in place, that you know God possibly is trying to reach us on a deeper level. And, uh, you know, it's been going on like three months, you know, and that's ample time mm. to actually go deeper into intimacy with God. But, you know, I've been, I've, I've, I've been struggling uh, over the past three months to do just that, you know, to, to, to go deeper. And, and, and to a deeper level of intimacy with God. You know, it's like uh, my mind and my spirit uh, has still been bouncing off walls all over the place. And, uh, you know, so it, it, it's been a struggle to, to be intentional and, and sit down and and be still and, and, and go into that that secret place and just spend quality time with with God. You know, so I and I know that, you know, everything God does, he does it with a purpose. And it that, that you know, there's a purpose that's gonna come out of this shelter in place. And I, I truly I agree and I believe that this is a great opportunity for us to um, develop a deeper, intimate relationship with God during this shelter in place. But I just, you know, I, I just uh, see where that I still struggle uh, to be intentional with um, 
going deeper and de- and, and developing uh, that intimate relationship uh, with God. You know, I do have one, but this is a, a, a great opportunity, you know, to actually be able to hear from him and receive guidance and move forward in my life and know the direction that he uh, desires for me to go or just uh, experience a certain level of comfort and peace in him uh, during this this sheltered place. And, you know, one thing I I am grateful for that, uh, even though, there's a lot of tragedy going on, you know, you know, lives being lost from the, the coronavirus. You know, he um he 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 doesn't uh, he's not allowing me to have a a, a, a panic of fear. You know, I, I have been you know somewhat calm, but yet still I still haven't been able to uh, make the, the the connection that I desire on a deeper level, even at this time of uh, of shelter in place. So I, I just want to speak on that because um, when uh, I heard you guys say, I think it was Sarah said, mentioned about, uh, the, you know, you know, it's, it's, it can be beneficial um, for us during this time of, uh, uh, you know, being, uh, sheltered in, in place for the past three months. Thank you for, I, I mean, I've been a little long-winded, but let it time me to shut up so someone else can share. Um, I just wanted to, well, as you were speaking, um, I had a couple thoughts, and uh, I just really feel that the Lord is, you know, well, um, I'll just say what I saw. And what I saw was a pursuit of the Lord towards you and speaking to you in ways and um, that are maybe not the, 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 the ways you think that he may speak to you, but in unconventional ways, <laughs> you know, um, God is very creative and he knows us very deeply and his, his love. I just see this like outpouring of his love to all areas of your heart, healing up misconceptions of who he is based on a relationship or a lack thereof of, of your earthly father. And he wants to speak very deeply to you about who he is. So I, that's one aspect, but the other aspect is, you know, I, I absolutely felt the peace when you were speaking. You have such peace and just that in your voice. And, um, I saw like a vision of like your mouth being very big and speaking over people. And it literally brings peace to people's lives. And also, um, it, it almost silences the enemy. So I feel like you have a very powerful, authoritative voice, but it doesn't sound like the tip of, like when you think powerful and authoritative. You, I envision somebody kind of yelling or you know, commanding or demanding. No, yours is is um, you don't have to do that. 
because the authority is, is Jesus through your voice, um, speaking into people's lives just in that calming manner, which you were speaking right now. And it literally silences the enemy in people's lives. So there's this, um, this, this, this beautiful thing he's doing in you. And, um, and it's just, it's, it's, I just saw such beauty in the heart work that God is doing in your, in your life. And, um, it's gonna, it's, the fruit is gonna be in abundance. So, um, bless you. Um, we just bless you and, and the work, bless the work that Jesus is doing in your life. Um, because I saw such an influence in that fruit of overflow coming, overflowing through your life, through the processes that you, this journey that you're, you're, you have with the Father that's gonna overspill into so many people's lives. Thank you for that. Jeff, 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 Jeff. All right. So, oh, brother. First of all, I want to commend you to be, it takes a lot to be that transparent and that real. So I commend you. I give you props and respect um, for putting it all out there. And um, for, that's first and foremost. Um, second, I, I definitely concur. You know, Sarah is on point. It, that's coming from your daddy right there. And um, I just wanted to say that, you know, you're literally calling out. You, you definitely have a relationship with him because you literally just called out what you're asking for, what you're claiming, what, you're, what you just shared is your heart's cry going out to him. But that's the same, like Sarah was saying, pursuit. When, when she said um, she got a vision of him pursuing, you just vocalized what he wants. Literally what you want, your heart is aligned with the Father for exactly how he wants to embrace you and come to you and what you didn't have. Um, and I can understand that personally, the difficulty of how do I embrace that relationship when I don't know it and I don't know how to. I might even be afraid of it or possibly um, not know how to handle it, deal with it, or feel so much of like, I might be too much of a disappointment. I just can't deal with. We often run away from what we can't deal with, which is us. So as much as you, you feel you run away from him, you're kind of just running from you or not being able to be close and tied. And so if I could, I just want to come to the Father with that. And I just, um, Lord God, you love your son. And I know you are so proud of him right now. And I just, want him to know and hear that from his heavenly father of how proud he is of you how deeply moved he is by your heart and you're able to vocalize and it's what your father wants your heavenly father wants anyway that relationship that bond and so all the things the enemy would utilize in your heart and in your memories and in your wounds to keep you from your heavenly Father. I cast those right on right now in the name of Jesus. Because Father God, you are rushing to him. And I pray right now in that room or wherever he's at, you just rush on him in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, you build. It's, gonna, it, it's not happening overnight or whatever. I get that. But Father God, just build it as the time. Nothing has been wasted. Three months has not been wasted because obviously of you to be able to vocalize what you just did, none of this time was wasted. And you're going to be shocked at how much closer 
you actually are and how much more connected you are, are and going to be because he's got such a work for you. He's doing such a work in you and he has such work before you to do. And I just thank you, Father God, that you are going to grab up your baby boy and hold on to him so tight. Let him feel you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, Victory family. It's Dondria. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to the Elliots. I love you guys so much. I love your tag team. I love how you guys bring a very unique and different word. Lord, so I'd like to the creators because, um, and thank you for the freedom and the release. Um, God always speaks to me through songs and stuff too, and I thought it was just very w- weird and more on the carnal side, but I always saw him through the, um, um, I don't know, one or two lines of very pure, basic connection to the spirit and to, to his love. And so thank you for bringing that out. And then, you know, last year when you guys came to help us with our dreams, um, I just am grateful to Brother Jeff. I I have to say, yeah, brother, every time I hear your voice, like every morning when you say, good morning, Victory family, God bless you. It's like an anchor to my soul. It's like, um, like they said, it's like oil. It's like a bomb you bring to anchor, declare victory and anchor us in our day. And I just um, want to say I love you. Thank you for the work. Of course, lovely lady, pretty. Thank you guys for all that you bring to declare victory. One more thing, Mother Elliot, we love to hear your voice. Thank you for your wisdom. Have a blessed day, family. Much love. Thank you. Much love. Oh, thank you for that. Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> What's her name Okay. Thank you. Let's feel. Well, have a great day and a great week next week. One, God is one in thing control. Really, yes, he is. I love your wisdom. Um, and I know your relationship with your son because every time you speak, he giggles. So love you guys. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Good morning once again. Uh, I... um. Enjoyed your declaration, uh, you know, as I always do. Um, one thing is, um, there were two things that stood out to me when you when you opened up and you talked about the, the secret place and how we can bring um, the secret place uh, and spread it, you know, as as we as we go into prayer and, we, and as we uh, uh, pray and invite God's presence. And I thought about the sanctuary and how God, you know, had the uh, the three sections. He had the courtyard, he had the holies, the holy place, and then he had the holy of holies. And, and the holy of holies was, was the veil. And how the uh, disciples were, I mean, not disciples, but the Levites were to um, burn um, incense in front of the, uh, in front of the veil. Incense um, represented the prayers of the people going up to God. 
Somebody needs to mute their phone. Thank you. Um, and so I thought about, you know, going from place to place, and, and I just I just saw this incense. I saw this incense is filling up as we bring the secret place. Uh, uh, it's, it's just to, to wherever we're at. Just It's just this... Um, these rooms, I saw these rooms filled with smoke or the area filled with smoke. But it's but the thing about it was it wasn't just any old common incense. Okay, God gave certain instructions um to, to make a special incense. And that special incense, I think he carried a certain scent. And, and and you know, and it just spoke to me as of when we talk about the secret place, when we talk about going to God in prayer, and we talk about bringing the presence of God, it's not commonplace. Okay, it's holy. And, you know, hope we know holy means set apart. It's it's different. And so, you know, when we bring God, when we bring the prayers of the people, when we bring uh, our, 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 our incense, you know, there's a shifting of the atmosphere. And to me, the secret place is secret because spiritual things are spiritually discerned and calling things are calling discerned. And so the reason why it's secret is because the world cannot see it, because the world doesn't have the same incense that the Levites or God's people or God's priesthood or those who are symbolized by the Levitical clan as, as those who stand be, between God and intercede for, for the world. And so I, I thought that was, you know, you, you as you were speaking about that, it just that, that was just a, a, a very vivid picture that came into my mind. Uh, the second thing was um, I love how uh, Sarah, you you talked about the the branches, the vine and the branches, and how the dead branches were or are carried away and, and and for somebody once again for somebody who, who doesn't have a revelation we think of uh, of that as kind of being harsh we always tend to think of that as um uh in um in end time things that the branches are you know being sent into into a fiery hell but it's not that it's 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 what i see is is that god uh in every aspect of our walk is constantly, like you said, correcting, you know, God is taking out the dead things. Okay. We don't do it, but it's our connection to God that allows him to, to, to take out the dead branches. It allows us to, that when, when we, when we get too heavy with uh, distractions, when, when the fruit gets too heavy, uh, with uh worldly things when it when the fruit gets too heavy with things like pride and and self that God actually prunes it and the pruning is the cutting off the cutting off of the things that that do not allow us to bloom and I remember Dion talking about her garden and how she tends her garden and 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 you know if allowed to the garden will overgrow with 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 um all of these roots and all of this growth and so from time to time she has to cut it 
but it's in the cutting that allows the the fruit to to, to come back stronger to, to really become more uh, vibrant. And so, uh, thank you for that. And, you know, we serve a wonderful God. Who all we have to do is who, who invites us to be in connection with with Him, and He'll do all the rest by the power of the Holy Spirit. He'll He'll clean out the dead things. He'll He'll begin a cutting away of of the of the things that um, restrict us from having a, a a strong connection, from being the best fruit that we can. And sometimes it's, it's it seems painful. But it's all for the good, and so that just that was just a glorious picture. So I want to thank you um, both. You know, I want to thank you both for your ministry. Uh, um, you're always an inspiration to me and my wife. How you uh, tag team one another, and for the things that you allow God to do, your declaration. Um, how you allow God to reveal things to me. So God bless you both. That's a good word, E. <laughs> this is good. Well, we thank each and every one of you for joining us this morning and uh, receiving what the Lord has um, for you to receive. And we just bless each and every one of you in this pruning season and also just in the um, the flourishing and the abundance and the the good fruit that he's producing in each of you. I even uh, when we first started out with Declare Victory, I, I mean, it's just amazing to see how many people in here, how how far they've grown, and the anointing that's in this ministry alone is unreal. Just the the beginning prayer, I mean, I was a hot mess. I mean, you guys start praying, and it's like the Holy Spirit whooshes all over the place. It's unbelievable. I love it. So just blessings upon each of you, and we just um, all the dads, um, or any 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 man who's ever cared for other people or um, nurtured. Happy Father's Day to you! Um, a little early Father's Day. Hopefully you're blessed in your day and that you feel special. And um, I know a happy Father's Day to our Heavenly Father. Thank you. Lord, for caring for us, for nurturing us, for pruning us, for building in us, for uh, working out the kinks in us because of how much you love us. So everyone have a, a blessed Saturday. You too. God bless. You too. God bless. God bless. Be blessed, everybody. Sarah, have a blessed day. Be blessed, everyone. I'm going to try to stay on the dad.